what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good? What is good? Oh my goodness. Today is going to be a fun word. I'm really excited about this one actually because years ago, (laughs) now, which is weird, but years ago when I first really identified as a believer and committed to this invisible walk in a lot of ways, right? This, this dependence on the invisible, right? Which seems whack in and of itself. I really felt blind, right? And I do believe that that's also one of the most humble and probably the best position that you can be in with God because you just are saying, God, lead me. God, guide me. I don't know. And that's a very safe place to be. However, that felt terrifying. (laughs) And so some of the tips that I'm sharing today, you can listen to and be inspired to really bring this content to the Lord, right? Not take it verbatim from me, but take it to the Lord and ask God, what is your response? I love this thought that God is super. I am natural. Together, we're supernatural bringing heaven on earth, right? So based on what's heaven's will, God's will, what's going on in heaven, what is my response on earth? And that can change in any given time, right? So it's on me to seek the Lord for the wisdom, for the discernment, for the understanding, for the knowledge, for the revelation that I am going to apply and walk out in my life. Hopefully that makes sense. So we're going to talk today then about preparing for the new thing, preparing for the new thing. So for me, this brings excitement, and I don't know about you, but if you've ever had some old things hanging on to you, old things like memories or trauma or fear or disappointment or discouragements or these vain imaginations, right? If you've ever had old stuff hanging on to you, if you hear this word about the new thing, you're like, okay, like, I don't know how we're getting rid of all this old stuff, but I am ready. I am ready for this new thing, right? So we're going to talk about that today. (laughs) I know some of the ways that that God can speak, a lot of it is intuition, but there's just like we have physical senses, right? Hear, see, smell, taste, touch, just like we have that, we have spiritual senses as well, right? So there's many ways that we can receive information from God and perceive his presence in our lives, which is amazing. And so a lot of times I believe if you're a sensitive person, this is a good thing. You just got to tune it into the right kingdom, (laughs) which is the challenging part, right? But one of the things that, that God did for me early on, I would get words for the year and it would kind of be a treasure hunt. So I'd get a word like abide, 
And I didn't know what abide was, right? I don't, I don't hear that word spoken in the English language very often outside of the scripture verse. I don't hear it. <laughs> People aren't walking around telling me to abide, right? So I had to go look that one up. And then I would get words that would really establish my approach or my strategy for the year, which was wild. And I would get them around this time. So whether it was abide, whether it was seek, whether it was joy, glory, this year it happened to be radiant. And I was like, well, that's new. Again, a word that people don't really talk about unless you're watching a Disney movie and the princesses look radiant, right? <laughs> but the word actually led me to Isaiah 60, which is arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears all over you. And it continues, but how wild is that word, right? That I couldn't have known receiving this word around this time last year, what we were about to step into a 2020. No clue, right? <laughs> As far as I know, or as I knew at that time, I was very optimistic. I was excited. I was looking forward to it. I, I had some plans, right? But 2020 happened, right? And there was many things that did not go according to my plan, which, which makes a word like today so, so powerful because it really teaches to walk with God one day at a time, one moment at a time. Literally walking out the serenity prayer. Google the serenity prayer if you don't know the one that I'm talking about. But this is one that I literally, I say the Lord's prayer and the serenity prayer every day. <laughs> when I wake up, those are the two that I always say before I get going, right? To really acknowledge God and to surrender my thoughts, my emotions, all of that. So, some thoughts. Okay, so preparing for the new thing. Let's talk about it. Really the importance of this and I believe you you may have experienced this before. There are a, a people, Amazonian people, that, that can perceive when a season is about to shift and how to prepare for it. Wild, right? But I believe that we also do that, right? Before there were wristwatches and clocks and all the technology that we have today, the people, right, would perceive a weather turn or a shift or something about to happen, right? And we do experience that now, right? In more modern times, we, we can sense maybe when a child is going to come home or when we're going to get that phone call or when there's going to be a shift in our work environment, we can perceive that something is about to shift. We can feel it, right? So what that is also alerting us to do is to prepare for the new season, Okay, because if we keep working with the old thing, right, we won't necessarily be ready for the new thing. And in the kingdom, I've heard it said this way, but I, I really do believe that God will give you the right perspective about seasons. But a lot of people think that there are five seasons in the kingdom. Okay, winter, when it's a letting go, a surrender, right? Spring, things are flourishing and blossoming and blooming and, right? Summer, 
<laughs> maybe maybe it's more intimacy and uh, harvest and fall. Things are falling away, right? Letting go of the old, really, really perceiving the new. And then there's due season, due season, okay? And this is a supernatural season where Kronos and Kairos align. So earthly time, calendar, all of that aligns with divine timing, okay? Because God lives and exists outside of time, all right? So think about that for a second. Wild. You can just think about the season that you're in that can help you with your download of information or your openness to revelation. So for example, I believe that that this season for me personally, a majority of 2020, and I wouldn't say that I necessarily fall into all into these that I'm presenting here, <laughs> right? Because I don't really perceive seasons that way. So for me, I would still get words or things to focus on. So I was in a building season, a building and preparing season. That was very evident to me. But if I could say too, I also believe that to do that, it was almost like I was building and allowing things to fall away at the same time. So if I were to go deep on this and figure out what season it would be, which I don't often do, but I would say it was more fall. So releasing anything that can't go with me to the new thing and really building for what's next. There's there's structures and systems and preparation and, and things and disciplines and habits and lifestyle changes that need to be in place for due season. Hopefully that makes sense. But you can kind of look at your own life too. I mean, I've, I've felt like I've lived in some cold, dark seasons, which feel sometimes like winter, right? But those seasons weren't just cold and dark. They were the most intimate. They were the most comforting. They were the most centering. So super, super powerful. So I don't, I don't believe in taking anything at face value, especially when you've got a, a treasure chest of supernatural information available to you. However, I do believe that when you recognize your season... I actually wrote a devotional about this. It's the God's Vibes Matter devotional. When you recognize your season, there is an inner peace and contentment that usually happens within your soul. And you can lean in and show up very different in that season versus just resisting it and adding more suffering because we're going to have to endure no matter what. <laughs> we don't have to like God's timing, but we can resist it and add a lot of suffering to our lives, which is not ideal. Okay, so we are preparing for a promise and something that I know about God's promises are that you can hold on to it. Okay, you can try to resist it. You can try to run from it. <laughs> you can backslide, right? But the promise will never fail. So you might try to leave that relationship, but yet you, you can't shake it. Like you just know that God is doing something there. You might try to bail out of that job, but you just know that God is still working, right? You might try to expedite a process, but you know that in your own strength, you can't make the things happen that God can make happen, okay? So promises are, are, are deeper, are stronger, they, they can't fail. So if you're just existing on a prayer that's different than 
holding on to a promise. And I just want to highlight that for whoever needs to hear that. So I'm going to share a couple of things that were highlighted to me to focus on in this season as a directive to prepare for the new thing. And I'm going to tell you where that verse came from here. Let me grab it. Okay, found it. It is Isaiah 43:19. It says, "See, I am doing a new thing." Exclamation point. I feel like that's valuable. <laughs> now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. What I love, love, love about this verse is that it cuts through our worries, our fears, our doubts, our unbelief, our anxiety, whatever it is that is not aligned in our soul. This, it just cuts through it. Like, I hear you. I see where you are. But see, I am doing a new thing. Will you not perceive it? Basically saying, wake up enough. <laughs> Look over here. So when you, when you picture little kids, right? When they are focused on something that we don't want them to focus on, right? Let's say that they're going to try to get in the knife drawer, right? Or <laughs> they they injured themselves and we don't want them to just keep focusing on the injury. We, we show them something across the room or we get their attention elsewhere. And that's exactly what God is doing to us, his children. He's saying, Okay, yeah, 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 got it. But look over here. Look over here. I am doing a new thing. It's springing up. You don't want to miss it, right? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So basically, whatever you're perceiving is impossible. Whatever feels ridiculous to you, I'm God. <laughs> Let me be God. Just, just get over here, basically. Like, the place is already prepared. The way is already been made. Will you not get over there, right? Will you not get over there and experience it? Are you going to keep staying where you are? I've already made the place. Stop tripping, right? <laughs> Sometimes God talks to me in very interesting ways. All right. So, love this verse, right? It's a constant reminder that a lot of the time, there is a drastic difference between what I think I want, what I think I need, what I'm focusing on, what I'm fixating on, what I keep ruminating over, and what God knows, what God has said, what God is doing. Like, there, when you hear a verse like this, there's often a clear distinction between the two. We can just easily see that we're not in alignment. We're not partnering with the super to release supernatural on earth as it is in heaven, right? So here is here are three things that I was really receiving about this season. Number one is perception. Number one is perception, right? Do you not perceive it, right? How is your, your sight, right? Faith, 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 faith is what this is highlighting. We walk by faith, not by physical sight. Okay, so a lot of times when God is doing something new, my hang up would be focusing on conditions. It's been 10 years and this hasn't shifted yet. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've done all the things, but this hasn't shifted yet. Well, check out your perception. What are you focusing on? What is your faith actually rooted in? Ooh, if I would look at that, I would say I'm focusing more on the conditions. 
not on God or the promise. And I am speaking that and rehearsing that and preparing for it to continue to be the same, right? I've let time start to get the best of me, okay? And start to to draw me out of alignment. And I'm not walking by faith. I'm living in fear. I'm ruminating in it. I'm incubating in it. I'm absorbing fear, right? So perception is all about getting your spiritual eyes open, It's giving up, which is so hard to do, but it's giving up this false control, right? We think we have control. We think that we can control, that we can manipulate God, and that's not true, right? New age philosophies and content might tell you that if you just think this way, speak this way, behave this way, act this way, do this, if you just move yourself around in so many positions, you can just attract the goodness of God. And there's some truth to to how you receive God's goodness, but we can't, at the end of the day, we're not the God of the universe, but we get to have relationship with him and we can't control and manipulate him like we could people, okay? (laughs) So we've got to give up that false control and also recognize that God can do in 10 minutes what it takes 10 years to do, right? Like there's no, he's not bound by time. And that's so important to recognize because we start to freak out. Like I'm this age, it hasn't happened yet. It's never going to happen. We get all caught up in time and that does not cause God to move in any sort of way. Right. And when we can perceive something correctly, right. When we can perceive, when we open our eyes of faith, when we start perceiving things in the supernatural, right? We start to have hope. We start to activate our faith. We start to perceive differently on earth. We start to align with heaven's vision so that we can walk that out on earth. And when you perceive it, right? When we get a shift in perspective, a lot of times we can then trust. That was what we needed. We just needed that word. We just needed that vision. We just needed that clarity. And now that I have clarity, I can cling and hang on to this promise, right? Having done all the stand, I still stand because I have the right perception. And I know that God is doing a new thing and I'm perceiving it. That's my focus. Because I can feel something is about to shift, I'm not going to miss the shift. I'm going to prepare And one of the things that I'm going to do to prepare is keep my sight fixed on the new thing. Not on what it looks like, not on what is happening, not on what people are saying, not on the media. I'm going to perceive what God is doing. All right. So that one is huge. So this is the question that I have for you right now. Again, disclaimer, I invite you to to go to God and ask him for for what you specifically are led to do to prepare. I'm just giving you some highlights of what I really have been focusing on in 2020, okay? So I want to invite you to think about where is your perception not aligned with God? Where is your perception not aligned with God? Think about that. Is it a specific area in your life? Has there been a reoccurring pattern there? What if, right? What if God were to completely turn that around before your very eyes? What if you knew it was a due season or a set time for God to bring forth, to allow this new thing to spring forth? 
How would that make you feel? How would you think? How would you show up differently? If you were perceiving the new thing, you would probably show up different, right? You wouldn't just keep acting and walking through motions and just being in the mundane, right? A different energy, a different vibe, a different rhythm would actually start radiating out of you, okay? God's glory shining upon you. That would be something that other people could see, right? There might not be in the physical a shift in the changes or like a shift in the conditions rather, but there's been a shift in you, right? And God, leave the conditions to God, okay? So that's perception. Number two, number two is purge. Sticking with P's here. Number two is purge. So this could be go minimal, (laughs) but often I've seen in my own life, this is actually really practical. So I have found that I keep my environment very clean and tidy. And this isn't an OCD thing. This is a, I want there to be breath and air and a really easy environment for God to show up in. I don't, usually when there's clutter in my world, when things are messy, so to speak, or not tended to in my physical world, that's a reflection of what's going on in my mind, okay? So I like keeping things minimal and clean and open spaces for God to just show up in, all right? And I don't like having a ton of uh, like photos or memorabilia or all of that stuff, I keep it very neutral, right? Because it's almost like a sanctuary. If anybody came into that space, they would feel welcome. And I have felt because my life in many years of my life was very, uh, transient, didn't really have home base, didn't really have roots. It was so important to have a place that I could retreat to. So I keep that, in my space. But even so, even still, right? I find that I am cleaning out closets and and old clothes or things that that just don't seem to fit anymore. I'm getting rid of things, right? It could even be books, right? That that serve their season that that aren't welcome in my space anymore. I will donate these things. I will gift these things. I will just clean out spaces that I already thought were pretty dang clean, right? But it's to bring in new energy, to invite in new energy, to, in, to usher in a new thing. So whether it's attics, garages, closets, whatever, sometimes it's really practical. I also have found, and this is where a lot of the work is, and it's the uncomfortable work, getting rid of or purging memories and old disappointments and trauma Because if I don't do that, I'm expecting that my new season is going to contain old season traits. Did you get that? If I am not cleaning out old disappointments and trauma, I'm actually saying that these are welcome in the new thing that God is doing. And that's not true at all, right? So quick transition on this. A way that that I work through old disappointments and trauma is is keeping a practice with God, building relationship with God, keeping constant conversation with God, talking with God about things that are coming up as they come up. 
really exposing my my heart to God or things that are revealed to me as they happen, crying before God, just allowing him to do a cleansing work and being very transparent. Because I also think unless I am that way with God, how am I ever going to be that way with myself or with anybody else? And I don't believe in living a secretive life, private to some degree, but not secretive. I don't want anything to be unaddressed because I don't find freedom in that. There's so much weight in that. So I keep that simple. I will just, if a a scripture highlights something to me, I'll deal with it in that moment. Or if a relationship exposes something in me, I'll deal with it in that same day. Before before my bed hits the pillow, I will deal with it that same day because I can't trust that I'm going to remember, right? So that is an example of how I do it. But it's being open, really it's being open every day to the flow of God in and through me, my life, and all my affairs. That's why I say God's vibes matter. God has a different mind. God is a different character. God is different character. God's presence experientially is so different than anything I've ever experienced in my entire life. And that is what I want to align with every day. I want to be aligned with that power. I want to be aligned with that love. I want to be aligned with that light every day because I know what me and my human self looks like without that. All the natural. I know what natural looks like, right? And it ain't supernatural, okay? So God's vibes matter is my self-check. And there's many ways that that has brought so much wisdom and revelation to my life. And that's often what I share. But it, in its bare bones, in its most simple form, it is being open every day to the flow. Being open every day to the flow. What this also means is forgetting the things that are behind right? Forgetting the things that are behind. And basically the things that are are binding God, like we're expecting God to keep doing more of the old thing. And God's not bound by time or what's ever happened, okay? He, he literally is capable of doing anything, right? And if we are just for, focusing on things of the past, we're actually quenching our faith. All right. So, keep in mind also with this one in particular, it can be hard to really release things. It is hard to walk by faith sometimes. It is not for the squeamish, okay? (laughs) We're trusting in something that we cannot see. It's actually Philippians, where is this? Philippians 3.12 that says this, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So faith is something that we hold on to and we let God do the new thing in his timing. Okay. So for you right now, I invite you to think about where are you closed off to the flow? Perhaps what are some things that you can let go of or release? What can you let go of or release? Dun, dun, dun. 
where are you not trusting? There's there's ways that you can draw this out of you. And a lot of times it comes from what's happening right now, getting still, asking yourself different questions and allowing the answers to come forth. All right, so the last one, are you ready? That's for you, just a journal. (laughs) So if you, (laughs) sorry about that. So if you are driving or you're not able to do that, I would just, sometimes what I do, I screenshot things and I keep them in my photos and it's a reminder to go back and check it out. So maybe that's what you could do too. You can go back to this and and re-listen to that piece. All right. Dun, 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 the last one. Are you ready? Are you ready? This one is posture, posture, posture. Okay, so this this can this is really a posture of your heart. And I just think when I think about posture, I think about Jesus, I think about Joseph, I think about Paul. What was their posture before the Lord? It was surrender. It was surrender, right? So it says in Matthew 18, three through four, and he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I have loved this verse. I feel like it's ministered to me throughout the years because in a lot of ways, I felt like I was robbed of my childhood. This innocent, sweet, excited, joyful little girl had to really face a lot of hard things very early and process a lot of hard things and live with a lot of hard things that emotionally, mentally were just so difficult to process. And I feel like that robbed me of my childhood because I had to grow up really fast. So when I first came across this verse, I I understood it immediately, right? I I just was almost laughing at myself because I'm spending my whole life up until this point where I encountered this verse, spending my whole life trying to do the right thing, trying to adult well, trying to figure it all out, trying to make it all happen, right? And then realizing I'm living in reverse, right? Like that's not how you embrace God and grow with God and develop with God at all, actually. What God is asking for is that childlike wonder, that childlike faith, right? That that child, for example, that I brought up earlier in in a scenario, a child does not hang on to trauma. A child does not hang on to disappointment. They're just on to the next thing. And that is how we live with God. He doesn't want us to be full of trauma and disappointment and heaviness, right? He wants us to live in the moment and be full of joy and depend on him and trust in his goodness. So I love that as a posture. Now, I will also say the posture that I can take on when life is is hard or when it's scary or when there's a lot of uh, pressure or there's a lot of responsibility, I can go into default modes. And default modes are what I've practiced or what I've been trained in to, to really do the most, right? So these could be work, 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 hustle, 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 right? It could be blocking out my entire calendar and just staying busy because I won't get still, right? For some people, the work right now to prepare is to be still. 
Sometimes it's harder to be still than it is to be in movement. So I will just go into go mode. I will avoid quiet time to some degree. I will really lean on my own understanding versus opening myself up to wisdom and and God, good orderly direction. (laughs) I will find myself dealing and processing through a lot of emotion. Um, And I just am not as energized. It's almost a more, not depressed, but a more negative worldview, right? Like I don't see, when I'm seeing with the eyes of Christ, I'm, I'm very different. Okay. Let's put it that way. So it is so important in hard seasons, in seasons of uncertainty in seasons that are really stretching me to give myself grace, but also to remember the posture, the posture of surrender. Oh, you're really struggling here because your, your posture is off, right? The position that you're standing in is not one of trust. It's not one of surrender. It's not one of love, right? So shift that and you will experience that flow again. You will get back into alignment. You will get back into the rhythm and you won't fight your season and what God is doing. You'll actually see God. You'll experience God and you'll be able to walk with God. So that's really, really important. So those are the three ways that I've really noticed, particularly in 2020, that I've been preparing for the new thing watching my perception and what I'm focusing on because what you focus on grows, right? And really what is leading and guiding my life. If I made a post about this the other day, if we are constantly calibrating, right? Or fine tuning ourselves to others and making sure that all their needs get met or that we're perceived in the right way in their eyes. Or if we are constantly adjusting ourselves and becoming chameleons and calibrating to what people expect us to be or how we think even that we're supposed to be showing up in the world in any realm on social media at work with the family whatever and if we're just trying to keep up with trending content and regurgitate more of that pull back from that a second everything that you're calibrating to is just making you mixed right And a double-minded man is unstable in all of our ways. So if we are constantly calibrating to everything in the external, check it out. What is actually leading and guiding your life and to where? And to where, okay? So we all, reality, we all, truth, (laughs) get to decide what we align and partner with. I know from my own life experience, aligning and partnering with myself is blindness, In the sense of there's many things that I don't know and I'm cutting off my power source if I'm only counting on myself because I'm limited. I'm finite, right? So if I am morphing into what other people want and need, I'm just drawing myself more and more out of who I am and I'm training myself to be an answer to all these people and I could miss being the answer or the solution that God put me here to be. I could be doing a lot of great things, but if they're not God things, I'm wasting my life is how I view it. Then if I'm just focusing on what other people are putting out into the world and what's trending, right? If I try to morph myself to that, how is that even authentic and creative and divinely inspired? It's not. It's copy paste. And God didn't make me a copy. He made me an original, right? So this is an example of perception, 
It is so, so important to pay attention to what I am feeding myself, what kind of information I'm feeding myself, what I'm perceiving, how I'm interpreting, how I'm interpreting it, and how I'm letting that lead and guide my life, okay? Then purging. A lot of times when you're becoming really fine-tuned, you see a lot of things that no longer fit. <laughs> wow, I only had that because I thought that. Wow, I was hanging on to that, but that doesn't serve me at all. Or whoa, like that just doesn't even fit anymore, right? There's so many things that we can purge or release or get rid of when we recognize and perceive from a different light. And then we can posture ourselves. Sometimes we just don't know. And it's not our time to know. When the time is right, God will make it happen. If there's something that God needs me to know, he will tell me, right? So our posture is surrender. Okay, so my invitation to you on today is to sit with your best friend, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Sit with your best friend, Holy Spirit, and ask how you are to prepare for the new thing. How does he want you to prepare for the new thing? Because faith without works is dead. How can you honor God with your faith? What does that look like? If you were to partner with the super and allow that to take over your natural and really walk out the supernatural, what does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? It's powerful. You might have to journal this one out. Oh man, but I told you it was good. I told you it was good because God is good, right? So you guys... If this message blessed you, make sure that you subscribe if you haven't to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk with Juliana podcast. You can also check out julianapage.com. I have such a a fun, creative baby called U2.0. It is a six-week self-mastery course that really helps you do a lot of this inner work because we're usually so outwardly focused. So that is definitely worth checking out. All of the God's Vibes Matter books are over there. And there's also spirit-led coaching programs because I personally, in all of my years of coaching, and there's been many, have recognized that it's not more self-help that I need. It's not more models and formulas that I need, but I need help and accountability when it comes to living a spirit-led life. So there are spirit-led coaching programs over there. Anything from how you can build a business with God, build relationship with God, build do relationships that are spirit-led, super powerful. So I encourage you to go check out all of those resources on julianapage.com. I would also love to connect with you and I am most active over on Instagram at Miss Juliana Page. So go check all of those goodies out. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.